Hey everyone, my name is Tian Greer. You probably don't know me, but you'll probably get used to me in a few days. I am a fictional author. I've written books for quite some time now, and I have some experience. This little podcast I'm about to do, entitled Spirit of Storytelling, will take you on a journey on how I, Tian Greer, have famished, struggled, and pushed myself to create loving and full stories that I hope you guys will enjoy. Sure, this is a little weird and stuff, but I'm still a rookie, and I'll guide you the best that I can. Without further ado, I'd like for you to follow my socials and stay tuned, because more episodes are coming on the way. But firstly, I'd just like to welcome you, and thank you for joining me on my podcast. The first that I've done, and I'm pretty sure we can get along nicely. Most of my works are on Wattpad and stuff, but hey, what are you going to do? So, like I said before, welcome to my podcast, and boy, oh boy, we got some stories to tell. Oh! (laughs) It's me! Hello! Hello! Hello, world! (laughs) Haha. <laughs> to the spirit of storytelling. Welcome to my first ever special episode. I'm Including here. Your friend. favorite yes. female writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay. today we're just gonna we were talking and we decided to go over a really special topic. Really might, special to us. Yes, and everybody has it. Um today's topic is childhood nostalgia. First of all, if you don't know what nostalgia is, then... Go look it up in a dictionary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, seriously, since child, childhood nostalgia is a fond memory that brings you back to your childhood. That's a really bad explanation for it, to be honest. But... Just open a Google tab and then, you know... Okay, give me a minute. All right. Childhood nostalgia, according to lab strategy, is a strong emotional and symbolic hook amongst this group. They reflect upon childhood as a golden era when time was free and actions uninhabited. The aspiration is to interpret the elements of their childhood in a way that brings them closer to authentic self-expression. For example, if you know what a zoo pal is, then you have nostalgia. I don't know what Remember those plates that had animal faces on them and the ears were like mini plates? Oh, I do. Okay. Yes. Better because for me, silly bands. Do you do you know what silly bands are? Yeah, silly bands. You would put them on your wrist, and sometimes they look like animals, and sometimes they look like airplanes, and sometimes they look like swords because. It's slice, slice. I used to yes. hit my sister with them. Why? Because I'm a good and behaved child. And that is what you're supposed to do. Abuse yourself. Yes, totally. Anyway, child, well, I just want to ask you overall, what is your favorite childhood nostalgia? Do you have any nostalgia to share with the world? I would say, because I don't remember much from my childhood, because I just have a terrible memory. But <laughs> Yo Gabba Gabba was a big yo big thing of mine i was mm. i think i was obsessed with that show I, I can't really remember but i was 
And um, there were a lot of celebrities on that show. Yeah. Kim Kardashian for one. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. If only. <laughs> Yo, if they made a Yo Gabba Gabba reboot. Uh, yes. They should ask Kim Kardashian personally. <laughs> no. Um, uh, example for uh, nostalgia for me is Pop Tropica. It's a web gaming site. If you don't have an account, why are we friends? But. Pop Tropica. I have to look this up. Are you serious? Looking Pop Tropica. Okay, I'm sorry, but I didn't have access to the internet until I was about six. Okay. So judge me or not. Childhood nostalgia. Whatever. We got a Wii U on my seventh birthday, and we got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A game, the the video game. We we just oh, the bought game. it. So <laughs> there's a game. Yeah, there's a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer video game for the. That's Wii. pretty dope. And then we got lie. the first Do- Donkey Kong. Dope. Um. Yo, I remember this. Time out. I'm sorry. How dare? I'm browsing through nostalgia, and Fruit Loops did cereal straws. They did. Yeah, they did. No way. I'm dead serious. But the reason we're bringing this up is because nostalgia can come into writing at any time. We are lonely. Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Dead inside souls. No, nostalgia is very important to your story. Basically, basically, the forefront of it is you just bring back an illusion of sorts. And then you put it in your story. And the reader remembers it, and it's contact, contact, content advertising. Woo! Ooh, big word. But Remember yeah. that you're getting quizzed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like she said, content advertisement. When you put something in your writing that brings a sense of memory or charm into it, then it's a good writing. Unless it's not, and you're just really bad at writing. Yeah, but uh, anyone, just like that one guy in Ratatouille said, anyone can cook. I'm saying anyone can write. Except if you're really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, I mean, you got you, know, you got a point there, but you, I you, went you get what I'm saying. School, and I listened to a bunch of sixth graders read out stories to me that they wrote. Oh, jeez. How I'm was that? I'm not saying sixth graders are really bad at writing. I'm just saying they're really bad at writing. Um, and if there's a sixth grader listening to this, you're not a bad writer. You're just more smart okay. than most sixth graders. But basically, a kid went up, started talking about the spider story. Now, the spider the story, spider story was all about the spider, and he uh-huh. came in and he ate his food, and then he was the story ended. That's um, it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And I was like, "Yeah, any more of the story?" And he's like, "No." Well, I'm like, "Well, this is a grade, so you're gonna want." To add more. Yeah, it was like a half a page. Right. Ah, uh, God, I remember the good old days of sixth grade where you uh, didn't care. Mm-hmm. Right young last to the middle school world. And that's what writing is. It's kind of like sixth grade in a way. You're writing, if you write a story. For example, I wrote a story a really long time ago, like 10 years ago. It was about my first basketball game. 
that was nostalgia for me because I remembered my old times. And okay, it really I really touched me. So when I was in sixth grade, my school um, had Writer's Summit, which was, you know, you would group together and you would um, read a story out that you had been working on. So I mm-hmm. went because, you know, why not? And why I not? have uh, this book. I think if I can find it, you know, maybe I can't. Um, I just have to switch users really quickly. So, like, everyone don't look. Okay, so basically, I wrote the story. And the teacher called us up. And we had hot cocoa. And I was really happy. And um, I went up. Um, and this is the first sentence. Okay. The first sentence of my story, which is tell the frozen wings of flame. Blue lights flicker across the frozen moor, my back tensing as the lights move closer and closer. Mind you, no punctuation. My eyes narrow and I shrink to the back of the den and tuck my paws closer to my body. The wind tugs at my fur and I curl into a ball. That for me was the most detailed I had ever written. I can't ever written. Yes, I have ever written. And um, now I'm looking back and I'm like, wow. I've come. I'm a terrible writer, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, but I hear you. But yeah, and then I got hot cocoa and applause. And this eighth grader told me I was a really good writer, and I thought she was telling the truth. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and she wasn't. But you know, her story was like 500 pages long. Ripped. No, but I'm all seriousness. If you guys out there have writings that you've written in your younger years. Go take a look at them. See how you've improved. You'll be surprised on how terrible you were back then. Uh, that, that's not a good... That's, uh, <laughs> 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 Thank you. Yeah, not before we go, I just wanted to say the actor of Barney did go to prison <laughs> and the other actor of Barney was found with drugs hidden up his tail and the other one was became a transic sex therapist afterward and he also helped with self-therapy and i know why it's because he physically experienced more trauma himself than the average person has so don't be hired as a barney actor because you're going to be starved for life you heard it the more you know the more more you know i guess you heard it first Um, here folks yeah next time don't become a burning actor. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that wraps up our little special episode. Sure, it's average, but we'll have more to come. Stay tuned, and I'll give you more explanation and introduction about my series. And don't forget to listen to her podcast. and Which are superior, stay tuned. because, obviously. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> should we mention the um the um? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. so our friend Kata Hill, she's a writer. Yeah, we have. Dad. She's yeah. just beginning her career. She's an excellent writer. She writes so good. Like I'm not totally. even kidding. She's writing this story right now, and it's about this group of people who's running from this monster. And it's so good, especially if you're in the mood for some spoopy, spoopy Halloween crap. Yes. Even if it's not, even if it's not Halloween season, I'm pretty sure you can get a scoop out of it. 
Yes. Um, it's October 21st now, and it doesn't even feel like October, so. I mean, if you were reading R.L. Stein in May, then. You read R.L. Stein in May. Yeah. That's your thing, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. It takes me back. Okay. Quick story time uh, before we end. Uh, Last story time. <laughs> second grade, my teacher, her name was Mrs. Madden. Her name was Mrs. Madden. <laughs> Mimi Madden was her name. And she had a bunch of horror books. They were like, they weren't Goosebumps, but they were like smaller than Goosebumps. Um oh, there's like a bunch of books. I don't know. There's this one where this python escaped from this tank, and there was a bunch of poisonous pythons in Pennsylvania. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is the best book series ever. True, true. <laughs> but like, um, I think it was like Poisonous Pythons in Maine, Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ. It was like that story. And I wrote it, read it, and I was like, I need to read more of this. So I was like, who's this author? And she told me. And I can't remember what his name was, but you know, it doesn't matter because now I read Stephen King and he's much better. <laughs> he's much better. Moral of the story, read Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah, that's going to wrap up we have today. Like again, follow her, follow me, follow my socials, and we'll see you but follow later. Me. Bye. Bye.